In today's episode, we're talking about when to upgrade your camera and what to consider. We're also going to talk about what to consider when buying your first camera for new photographers, young and old. Now let's start off with talking about new photographers. Now with new photographers, you have to consider what type of photography you want to get into, be it landscapes, portraits, architecture, underwater, and so on, weddings, and so on. What you also have to consider is, is are you going to get a DSLR, which is a digital camera that allows you to change lenses? Are you going to go and get a bridge camera, which allows you to do all the settings of a DSLR without the changing of the lenses? Or are you going to go for a, a standard camera that is everything's basically built in and does it for you? Now, for a camera that, uh, for a photographer that's starting off, I would start off with a general camera. This is a camera that, again, like I said, doesn't change lenses, doesn't allow you to change too many settings. This allows you to focus on the eye. This allows you to focus on the skill of photography first, without the need to. Um, basically have to worry about changing settings changing lenses which one should i be using for this setting so on and so forth these cameras are uh, these days relatively inexpensive because for this type of photography you could even go and use your mobile phone um, and with the latest um cameras it comes with uh, uh, phones it comes with a plethora of lenses in which um, you can use like most of them come with a uh, a long lens a uh, medium type lens and a so you've got so most of them come with a 50 with a five times digital zoom with a uh, standard portrait lens of probably about 50 and then it also comes with a uh, uh, a micro lens or a wide angle lens uh, depending on which phones you come with and a micro lens is one of those um, lenses that allows you to get really really close up to an object without it blurring and distorting and everything else the other things you can do is you can go for um, Canon standard cameras uh, this would be a little bit more pricey uh, ranging from about probably a hundred to 
400 in that price range. You've got to consider that as well. You've also got to consider the fact that which uh, make are you going to go with? Because depending on what type of photography you do uh, can infect the 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 camera maker. For example, if you're going to do more sports type, more movement type photos, you want to go for Nikon. If you're going to do more portraits, more still type photography, you want to go with Canon. If you want to do more artistic and more um, uh, video type photography, then you want to go with Sony um, and all this jazz. And then, and then once you've considered all those factors, you've then narrowed it down to what type of camera you want. You've also got to narrow it down to how many megapixels would you like for a camera now don't go straight away and think all oh, you need all the megapixels in the world because some of us with the uh with the skills don't even have that many megapixels my camera for example the 70d or the 7d sorry by um canon only has 12 megapixels now you take that into consideration that's not very many with the amount of megapixels that cameras are coming out with these days now you put that into consideration then you can then you can understand that um and i still take in my own personal opinion everybody has their own opinions you might not like my photography but other people do um putting that into consideration i still think i take a good photo you can go over and speak to Frono's photos Jar Jared Poland who also has the concept of doesn't matter what camera you've got as long as you've got the skills he's done a few series where he's taken cameras from way way back in the day where he and I will try and look up these and put these in the show notes for you to be able to find it be it me not you.com slash podcast um, where he he had a 5 megapixel camera from way, way, way back and still managed to take a fantastic photo which he was still able to blow up in a massive print. So you don't need to consider that at all when you start. Now, there is a little bit of that with certain photography. The, the megapixels matter a little for example, when you do landscape photography, um, it matters a little bit more because you need a bit more detail. So I would say for that, you would need at least 12 megapixels or above. Uh, so that's something to consider as well. And then the other thing you've got to consider is how much equipment you want to be carrying around with you when you first start. So you've got to work out your strength. So you've also got to work out with that the types of bags that are going to be either lightweight, but I've hold everything that you need. You've also got to consider that you might need to get two batteries because certain cameras, the batteries run out super fast. In that, in that aspect, you might want to consider getting four to five batteries. In most modern day cameras though, a um, lot of them now can just be held with two um, with two batteries. You've also got to consider, are you going to be a nighttime photographer or are you going to be a daytime photographer? So if you're going to be a daytime photographer, you need to consider having uh, a flash 
uh, and if you're going to use natural light outside for a daytime shoot or if you're going to use neon lights outside for a nighttime shoot so you've got to consider that as well on top so you need to know if you're going to need the flash even if you're doing nighttime photography and if you are doing nighttime are you going to need a flash what type of flash will you need um you've also got to consider then as well um equipment that you might be bringing with you other than just for the camera for example you've got reflectors are you going to need reflectors are you going to need a tripod are you going to need um uh for example, GPS devices, you can have uh, internal ones built into the cameras these days. You can also have uh, ones attached to your um, phones, and I'll link one in the show notes um, to the one that I use for my phone, which I've used for almost five years now and is absolutely perfect, works with Lightroom, can um I can't remember that my mind's gone blank right now. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but it will go into the show notes. And basically this will allow, um, this one allows you to um, turn on the location, uh, takes um, uh, a picture, uh, like basically checks where your location is um, every minute, every 30 seconds to an hour, depending on what settings you set. It, um, if you sync the time on the back of your um, camera to the back of your uh, to, to your phone, it uh, will then um, localize them when it gets on the computer so you can import it into Lightroom. It checks the time and date of the photos and then uses that GPS location to automatically put it connect it to your um, your pictures. So that's another thing you've got to consider. So as a brand new photographer, you've got to consider all these aspects. And if you think your skill is um, is okay, then go for a bridge camera. If you think it's really, really basic, then go for a standard camera to start with. But for most beginning photographers, I would actually say that you start with a basic camera because you want to get the skill of eye right first to make sure that you you have the ability to be able then to move on to a bridge camera which then brings you up to the next level of photography so that you know you're ready and all you need to do then is not focus on how to take the photo it's focus on what settings do i need for the photo to get my photo more ready more right than it was before Now, when it comes to experts, there's a photographer, Mark Danny, and I apologize if I pronounce the last name wrong. And I'll again link these in all in the show notes. Um, Mark Danny uh, talks about, um, and he's a longtime landscape photographer who talks about upgrading his equipment and why he. Uh, leaves it as long as he can and often doesn't and everything else with um, 
with photography, once you get to a level where you're either using a bridge camera, one that doesn't allow you to change lenses but allows you to change settings, or a DSLR that allows you to change both, there's some things you, you must consider. One of them being that you must um, think to yourself, well, what skill level do I have at this point in my life? Can I afford to get a really expensive camera still at this time in my life? Am I going to start doing this as a job or am I going to carry on doing this as a hobby? At this point in your life, you've got to consider, is my skill good enough? Am I going to need a brand new computer to edit the photos with? Am I going to need Lightroom and pay the subscription of $9.99 a month, annually or monthly? Um, am I going to... You, so you've got... There, there, are new, there are new things you've got to consider. And one thing that he was saying was, was that with his photography, he hasn't upgraded his camera in the last three to five years. Can't remember the exact figure off my head, but it was something long three to five years. And it's the same with myself as well. I haven't upgraded my camera in the last three years either. Um, I'm considering upgrading possibly in the next year or two myself and with him and myself what we're both considering as well is is what camera we want because of the type of photography that we've been taking and the skill that we have what equipment do we need that goes along with all of this to help us grow and succeed um when we consider all of these factors in in the same thing we then got to look at the specs of the of the camera like how many megapixels the camera's got now this isn't the the most important aspect when it comes to photography because as i've said before the the skill of the eye is more important than how many megapixels you have because for me a minimum megapixel requirement is about 12 that's not a lot compared to what we can get these days but your minimum requirement in in my mind is uh 12 and i've heard a load of other photographers say that 12 is a minimum as well um, and then you've all, so then you've also got to consider: um, Is it going to be a mirrorless camera? Are you going to upgrade to the new mirrorless cameras that have the RF lenses or the Z range lenses on the Nikon, I believe, um, and all of this jazz? And then you've also got to um, consider yourself as well: What lenses are you going to have to upgrade to? Have you already got the lenses? in which you can already use on the camera that you're you're going to get next or are you going to have to um if you're going to buy one of these mirrorless cameras are you going to have to consider buying a whole brand new range of um lenses for the for for those mirrorless type cameras and and also get the um attachment that allows you to bridge your um, lenses so that they can then they your old lenses can also work on the new 
um, cameras. I don't know how well that works. I've never used it myself. This is something you'll have to look up online, see other people's thoughts and opinions on this uh, before you go and buy that as well. Now, um, also, you've got to consider if you're going for the mirrorless type cameras, then you've also got to consider are you um, the price range in which you, you want to buy them? Because mirrorless is a new type of technology when it comes into cameras. So you've got to consider that it's going to be a lot more expensive than buying DSLRs these days. And because DSLRs are more common, they're going to be slightly less in price. Um, me, myself, I'm considering um, upgrading my next camera to a mirrorless. Then I've also got to consider the lenses on top of that, all because I want to start seeing a difference. I'm going to carry on using my 7D, uh, Canon 7D as well. So I've still got a mirrored camera, uh, a DSLR. Um, so that I've got two different types of cameras so I can still type, still use all my lenses. Um, you've then also got to consider weight, how heavy the camera is going to be. Now, considering that you've got no mirror in the new cameras, you can consider that those cameras are going to be lighter, which helps when traveling because you can have less weight on your back but also you have more weight to use if you were going abroad for example and you were flying and you're and you've got a luggage amount that you're allowed to take you can consider that you've got more space because um uh, because of the camera being lighter you've also got to consider that your lenses will also be lighter because um, the glass is built into the lens so they can make the lenses smaller uh, because the glass can be closer to the front of the camera which then loses some weight as well um, you've also then got to consider are you going for the standard type lenses or are you going to go for the big bulky expensive lenses which also then adds more price you've then got to consider because you might be getting more megapixels can your computer processing handle your uh, the the new megapixels in which your camera will be producing so will you need to upgrade your your computer um so you then got to look at specs for your computer and how well that works with editing how much space you will need so then you've got to consider do you need external drives i've just brought one recently um not too expensive again i will list this in the show notes it was it was about 80 odd quid 80 odd pounds so that's uh that's uh english money and basically i got four terabytes worth of space out of that that's going to last me probably about five six years maybe longer with the amount of photography that i do if i base it on the amount that i do now um you've also got to consider are you going to be taking more photography um, so then you've also got to consider long-term effects of your camera you've also got to consider weatherproofing you've got to so bringing all this in together this is when it starts to get more complex with a with a camera because you've then also got to realize that the settings in which the camera will have 
will affect how you will take the pictures as well. So then you've got to, in a in a respect, think about what settings these cameras can do, what new settings they might have, what old settings you might you might have already used. Um, and you've also got to consider that once you get to the higher range stuff, you can also start looking at Sony, who's now pushed Nikon out of the out of second place. Um, and then you can also consider some of the higher, higher, higher range cameras. Um, but those ones, that this is when it gets to a point where you can probably go, you know, even for a professional, that's still too much. There's like certain cameras over here in England that realistically only dentists might use, um, doctors will use because they're that sophisticated and that sort of well-made and that sort of megapixel based that you realistically only need them for like major looking at something in, in major, major detail and precision. Sorry, I don't know why I rolled my tongue then. Um, so yeah, so there are things you can consider and things that you think maybe it could be a good thing, maybe it'd be a bad thing. So, and then you've also got to consider, um, what programs you're going to be using. So there's, there's several out there. You've got Affinity Photo, um, which is one of the newer programs that is coming out. Um, which is a buy and use program. So there's no subscription to it. You buy it every time there is a major update to the program. Then you can also consider um, one of the, this one's more expensive, but does almost as much as um, Lightroom does. And that is um, one, the one plus um, that basically um is a subscription is a is a a one-off service as well but is more expensive than lightroom and affinity and then you've also got to consider lightroom which is a subscription based service um they do several different ones now you can have uh, you can pay a subscription for absolutely everything from adobe or you can find out what programs you're going to be using and do a a subscription service that fits your needs for example um me and my father uh, also do the 9.99 a month paid annually um for lightroom but we only do the photography package so we get um a few programs but the main two that we use is lightroom itself and photoshop but then you've also got to consider how often you're going to be using these. These We are what we like to call at this moment in time, expert hobbyists. Although I do the, I try to do this as a part-time job because I don't get enough work to call it a job yet, I call myself an expert hobbyist. So we do it as a hobby, but we are almost at expert level. Um, but we don't use Lightroom enough to warrant paying that $9.99 a month uh, annual fee. Um, so we're considering, uh, we're looking at the moment going down to Affinity Photo um, where we've paid a one-off price. Uh, my father paid it, I believe it was something along the lines of £50. Pounds. 
um, which uh, will allow us to do some of the things. They incorporate like Photoshop features straight into their Lightroom program. So you've got a mixture of both in one. So we're just trying to work that program out. Eventually we might move over to that program, but that is again is something you need to consider. You also need to consider that if you are doing this as a profession, um, you've also another piece of your equipment will be do you need a website for example like along with this podcast and me trying to do this as a professional job I have beitmenotyou.com where you can get the show notes for this show you can see my photography you can book me you can see reviews you can see um, you can see my social media um, you can you can see videos that I'm creating on YouTube to try and help you out. Mainly this podcast going up on YouTube, so I have another platform to um, talk about stuff with. But all that all that considered, um, yeah. So that's that's what a I would say a professional photographer needs to um, get along and do what they can. To, to have this as their lifelong job and make money out of it and and have fun with it. Don't don't just look at it as like, oh, I'm doing this because I want to do it as a job. Do it because you are passionate about it. So that even if you don't get it as a job, you do it as something that you're passionate about. And that will that will improve your skills. And eventually you may be able to do it as a job. But for the meantime, just these are things that more professional level photographers need to consider. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more from the Be It Me Not You photography podcast, then consider heading over to iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Stitcher, or anywhere else where major podcasts are distributed, and subscribe to hear more. You can also find more about us on Twitter, slash Be It Me Not You, Instagram, slash Be It Me Not You, Facebook, slash Be It Me Not You, or over at my website, beitmenotyou.com, slash podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope to I hope to hear you back in the next one. And that is me out for this episode and I shall see you in the next one. Goodbye for now. Mm-hmm.